yes, here we are, another episode of Keo Conversations. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. So today I'm chatting with Michael, who was originally born in Toronto, spent 12 years of his childhood in Ethiopia, and then moved back to Toronto at the age of 15 to continue his education. Now, from that point to to now, he's gone through a lot. He had a lot of side hustles, dropped out of university, lost a ton of money doing network marketing, and really everything pointing to things just not working out until there was a big shift in his life. And and we really talked about that shift. And it was the introduction of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And, you know, he went all in mentally, fell in love with learning and trading. And now he really strives to help others understand this new world that we're in, as well as he's really focused on investing with purpose and finding companies that are doing really great purposeful work. So enjoy this conversation. He's a good guy and let us know what you think. Before we jump in, please do leave us any type of review if you're enjoying these conversations. They do go a long way. And lastly, this podcast, as well as this conversation, is all brought to you with the support of Keo, which is our daily mental fitness app. All of these incredible guests end up in-app to help guide you through your daily reflection. So all you have to do is search KYO in the Apple App Store and it will pop up. Thank you as always for being awesome and for giving us your time and have the best day yet. Who are you? All right, all right. My name is uh, Michael Shimalis. I'm a 21-year-old uh, cryptocurrency investor and entrepreneur. Uh, I live in Toronto, Canada, and I'm a big, big fan of Popeyes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> jump into that, that right away. Where, where, where does that come from? <laughs> uh, you know what? So uh, during my uh, start to my whole entrepreneurship career, you can if you call it, um, I stress ate a lot. Like every time I was stressed or I was confused or I didn't know what to do, you know, people went to the gym or people binge watch Netflix. I ate a lot. Like a lot. And it's surprising. The the amount I ate does not, you know, equal to the weight I've gained. I've gained not that much weight at all. Right. So during the struggle times, that that's where I went. Two blocks from where I lived, there was a Popeyes. The lady there was nice to me. She always gave me extra sauce. They always, you know, (laughs) added more fries. So it's just that's where the obsession kind of started. I love where this is going. Okay, so <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see where that where, where that levels off. Yeah, because I, I, I'm hoping I'm hoping the stress is is reducing a little bit, or at least it's, it's probably changing. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I guess you know, during like you know, with anything in life, when you start, you tend to overthink things, or and like you know, everything that shines looks like gold, but really, you know, it's glitter, and it, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be worrying about it. But um, I guess it was just part of the process, right? When I started out as an entrepreneur, I just, I would stress, I would overthink everything, you know, like it just seemed like everything, everyone was going past me. Everyone was just making a million dollars a day. And there's just little old me in debt, not figuring out anything, right? So it was definitely a time in my life where, you know, there was a lot of stress, but, you know, God bless now. It's just now, you know, you understand, you're grateful for what you have and, you know, it's just falling for it's falling forward right if you're gonna yeah. fall might as well fall forward yeah i love that love that and and i imagine i mean we'll, we'll back it up a little bit too just to get a little bit of perspective on your story but i'd imagine it, just knowing some of the work that you're doing now it, it's not like the stress has disappeared it's it's the there's there's more experience there you've gone through some of these things and and i imagine there's uh, there's a little bit more to just the popeyes for the for the secret exactly to help you get you through that 100% so, so why don't we back up sure what's um talk a little bit about your story and 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 kind of how how you got into uh crypto this is the first time we have someone on on this topic and I, i'm not going to lie i'm I, i'm one of those people that really struggle to understand what the hell it's all about so <laughs> you can shed no some I, I, I like people like that but uh to back it up a little so uh, sure. i was uh i was born here i was born in canada toronto canada 
Um, and my parents, you know, they were together and they would work every single day and, um, they always wanted to go back where they were from to start a business. Right. So I think at age six, uh, I moved back to the motherland, which is, uh, Ethiopia, which is in East Africa. And, you know, I lived there most of my life and I'm not going to lie. Life was good there. It's, it's definitely, it's easier to live in a third world country when you've hustled and grinded in like, you know, a country like Canada or America like that. Right. So, you know. Went back to Ethiopia. I lived there for like 10 or 12 years of my life. I would come to Canada every other summer. You know, life was great. A couple of things that kind of changed me was my parents split when I was right. was like when I was like maybe around 12, 13. Parents split. And um, that's when I kind of started maturing a little bit because I was very naive as a child. Didn't really ask too many questions. You know, I had a good life. Everything was solid. But then my parents split and then, you know, I started to not enjoy what was going on. I wasn't a big fan of life in general. I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. I was just not a good child for maybe a year or two. Okay. Um, the time comes where, you know, I have to go to university and, you know, universities in third world countries aren't the greatest. So my mom was like, okay, we're going to move back to Canada. So six years ago, yeah, six years ago when I was around maybe 15, 15 ish, yes, 15. Uh, we moved here and, you know, I went to high school for a year. It was totally different experience. I, I felt like I did not belong. I'll tell you that much. But, uh, you know, I came here and my life completely changed because and I, I appreciate this so much. I got to taste life from two different spectrums. Yeah. I lived a life in a third world country where everything was provided to me. But I can walk two blocks down from where I live and there's kids that don't even know when their next meal is coming. Yet mm. they were so happy. Yeah. Keyword happy. They were yeah. so happy. And then I come here and there's kids who have it all, but are sad and hate their parents and are mad because they're not getting the next iPhone next summer or next Christmas. And, you know, two different experiences, two different um, angles. Right. And it, it just it didn't make sense to me. But coming back here, I started to realize a couple of things. First of all, money doesn't fall out of trees. Right. So. Like I said, before my parents split, you know, I was living a decent life because my dad was a provider. And then obviously when my parents split, my mom had to provide. And, you know, raising two kids on her, on yourself, any single parent out there, I applaud them because it's not the easiest thing to do. Sure. So coming here, I started to realize that, holy crap, like life's hard. Life's expensive. Like every time I'm asking for new shoes or PS4, like it requires a lot of money. And I started to think like this when I got my first job when I started working. Right. And slowly, but surely I started to realize that, holy shit, man, like I got to do something like, like I can't just, I can't wait the four years to graduate. And then, you know, maybe, maybe with the grace of God, find a job that pays me, even if I'm lucky 50, 60 K a year. Right. Mm -hmm. That just, that, that didn't make sense to me. Right. So I met a guy around my second year in university. And by the way, university, not for me. I hated it. I was so terrible. I slept in every single class. I barely passed anything. I did not like anyone because everyone was just so sad. Like, like it was just a toxic environment for me. Like I like to be around positivity. So just want to just pause you there for one second. How did you process that? Because, um, I can totally relate. I, I, I did some, I think we talked about this when we first met and I had, I had, I had been to Senegal maybe six years ago and yeah. uh, doing some volunteer photography and, and you nailed it. Like I remember seeing the same thing, people having nothing but being the happiest kids on, on the, on the planet. Yeah. So then you come here, like, how did you pro- process that emotion? Cause that, that's a lot. I can imagine you probably almost feel a bit lost. Like, like what the hell is going on over here? Yeah, it didn't make sense. Cause to me, like living there, if you live here, you eat, this is a lottery. This is a dream for some people. Like yeah. people dream about having a Lamborghini, fat house, you know, a, a girl on the left, a girl on the right with a Cuban cigar going to Vegas. Like people dream of that. Like that's the goal for them. For people that live there, living here is a goal. It's a dream. Like like you've made it. Even if you're working a nine to five job, you've made it. Like you got your free health care. Yeah. You know, like it's streets are clean. Like, you know, like there's opportunity here. Yeah. Some people there like – it. I went back not too long ago. It's heartbreaking. Like some people literally do not know when their next meal is coming. Yeah. Some people live in areas where there's no power, where there's no water. 
Like, you know what I mean? Some people barely make enough money to even eat or like take their, like, you know, put their kids to school. Right. And then you come here and then the problems are much different. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, some problems are justified. There's definitely, especially like with, with, mental illness like a lot of kids go through things they cannot handle and, and it breaks my heart but i'm i'm talking more so from a perspective of kids who are fine people who are fine people who really all if they if they only had a shift of mindset could change their entire life not even like forget financially we're not even talking financially just a general spectrum of happiness like i think if i were to take five people who hate their job who you know aren't happy if i took them to you know, to Africa or to like, you know, Southeast Asia, and they saw how some people lived, I guarantee you by the time they're back, they would appreciate and love their life so much because it's just their mindset. Well, it's perspective, right? We, we look at everybody else outside of us. You know, that guy, man, I have a Honda Civic, but that guy, he has a Porsche, man. And, you know, the guy with the Porsche is probably looking at the guy with the Lamborghini. It just, it, it's a cycle where like, you just keep looking at someone else's achievements or like, you know, materialistic things when really deep down, if you look inside and you understand what you have is something someone else is dreaming about, you know, that just changes everything. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, I appreciate that. I think that it's helpful. And, and like I said, it's, I think it's, it's perspective, right? It really puts perspective oh, on, on things and, and you're right. It, Cause it, it never ends. It, it's, it's my, and you hear this often with, with people that are, that are wealthy, like it's never the money, right. That, that makes them happy. Yeah, if anything, it creates you know, more issues. So it's like the fastest you can get to the point where you, you kind of do that reflection inside and figure out, yeah, what, what are the things that make me happy and how can I be, you know, at the happiest and, and the most grateful in like the current situation right now, then, you know, if you can live like that, it's, it just opens up so many different opportunities. 100%. And I think where people make the mistake, and I've made this mistake before, is, you know, when I didn't have money at all, to me, I thought, oh, man, if I make more money, I'll be happier. And don't get it. I'm not trying to say, you know, you don't need to make money, make your money, grind, hustle, be innovative, do what you got to do. You know, at the end of the day, you have to pay your bills. You have to eat, you have to feed your family. Right. But I realized that what I really wanted, what really made me happy was spending time with my family, was being stronger in my face, was, you know, doing certain things, was, you know, seeing my brother grow, being, being the bigger brother he needs, you know, being there with him. That's what truly made me happy. Again, I'm not trying to be cliche and say, oh, you don't need money to be happy. Money is great. If you have a little bit of extra cash and you can buy yourself something nice, you can travel, this, this, that. But money is, shouldn't be the sole thing you need to be happy. Sure. Because at the end of the day, like, and you see this with a lot of wealthy people, there's billionaires out there. They have so much money, but at the end of the day, what are they doing? They're killing their themselves. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, you know, they're sad, they're depressed, they're lonely. And that goes to show, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but at the end of the day, if you don't look deep inside and try to figure out what is it that makes you happy and, you know, and you understand that it's more so towards the whole love aspect, being around the people you want, whether it be traveling, whether it be family time. I don't know what it is for that certain person, right? Mm -hmm. But once you understand that, it starts to make sense that money just amplifies whatever experience makes you happy. It, it doesn't create the happiness. Love it. Love it. So let's, sorry, I, I interrupted you a bit. Let's, let's continue that, that journey a little bit to, to the point where, where you're at now, because I remember when, when we first met, you know, something and you just mentioned it, the importance of your family and, and your faith and, and all of that. And it, that came out so clear when we were chatting, because even when you're grinding at multiple jobs to what on the outside would look like, oh, he just wants to make a lot of money. It was purely to take care of the family, right? That's it. So. That's it. Like, I did not want anything. Like, it's so fun. Like, even to this day, like, I'll be honest with you, my bro. Like, I, I wear my brother's clothes because we're the same size. Like, I have no fascination for materialistic things. Like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'll buy something nice for myself. Yeah. But the whole purpose to why I struggled, like, two, three years, grinded out, tried everything. Like, I did everything. I worked multiple jobs. I was selling parking tickets. I was selling like flight tickets. I was selling vitamins. I did network marketing, man. I did everything. I would, man, there was nothing. I did anything that was legal. That was a hustle. I did like, I sold sneakers. Like there, I tried so many things, right? Like I just wanted to figure that one thing out. 
And the reason was not, it wasn't to make money to ball out, buy a nice Porsche and flex on everybody. I just wanted to take care of my family. Uh, and I'll actually share a story with you though. This is like this story, like this, like this experience is what changed it for me. So my mom was working a job as a, as a cleaner, right? At some a company for a Honda, for a Honda dealership. Okay. And one of the, I think, managers there told them that the Pan Am Games, I remember the Pan Am Games was in Toronto two, three years ago. I'm not sure when exactly, uh, but it was, two, it was uh, two, two or three years ago. And they were like, we're going to need some cleaners for the Pan Am Games. And if you know anybody, we're going to be paying cash. Of the day of, and we're like, oh, okay. My mom, you know, she came up to me. She's like, yo, I know you're work. You want to, you want to work, make some money. I'm like, yeah, for sure. It was during the summer. I'm like, why not? So it was the first day of work. Me and my mom go, and they're training us. And you know, like it, it was, it was fun at first because you know, I'm picking up trash bags, throwing it around, walking around. There's free food everywhere. Uh, I had one of my friends work with me. You know, it was fine. Sure. Until I saw my mom work. When I saw my mom pick up a trash bag and saw sweat drip off her forehead, I went straight to the bathroom and cried for 10 minutes. Wow. This is someone above 50 years old who, you know, was living a glorious life, an amazing life back in the motherland. She sold everything she had. She downsized her life just so I can go to school and make something of myself. That tore me in half. Like literally, I went to the washroom and cried for 10 minutes straight and not like a regular teardrop, like... cry like I was like I was crying like it hurt me it hurt me so much and I remember I remember that I remember that it clear clear as any tv show on Netflix and that's when like it hit me right off the bat yeah I'm not waiting four years to graduate university just so I can maybe maybe get a job that pays me decent I'm like no that's not happening right and that's kind of when my why solidified and I'm glad I'm happy I had that experience because, you know, it, it set me straight right away. Like, I knew what I wanted that day. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's powerful stuff. I, I, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, as, that's as closest to the core you can go, right? When you, that's your mom. So, yeah. So, what, so, yeah. so what did that look like then after? I mean, what, what were you studying, by the way, in, in school? So, <laughs> this is funny. Um, while I was in high school, again, it all came down to making money, take care of my family. So, I literally went on the computer and I Googled highest paying tech job. That's literally <laughs> what I Googled. And computer science popped up. And I was like, it was like computer science, you know, this, this, that, 80K a year. I'm like, 80K a year? What? Yeah. Hell yeah. I applied for that straight away. I didn't even like I had a little bit of tech interest, but I wasn't that crazy of a coder. I didn't spend hours trying to make apps, nothing like that. I just wanted to make money again. So, you know, I got accepted to Ryerson computer science. And I tell you this in six months, I knew that that program wasn't for me. Six months. (laughs) But it was just it, it was hard to quit or like to drop out because I, I I did not know what other inter- alternative, you know, entrepreneurship at that time to me is like, that's a fad. Like that's one in a billion chance. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? To me, I remember when I was in university, when people told me they were entrepreneurs to me, I'm like, yeah, that's just a fancy way of calling yourself unemployed. Like that was the kind of guy I am. I was just a negative Nancy. I did not believe that, you know, I could start a business. Right. Sure. So it's just like, okay, this program's not for me, but I got to do it for mom. I got to do it for my little bro. I have to keep pushing. And I did till about my second year when I realized I had enough. Like, this is just not for me. I got miserable. I'm having cold sweats. I'm not really paying attention in class. I'm having headaches. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. not going to lie. A lot of the people were just negative Nancys. Um, nobody really cared to think of the future. Everyone was look, thinking of the present, which, you know, is a good thing. You know, live in the present but don't neglect your future. Right. Of course. And it just like, it, it hit me right. And my marks, my marks were terrible. Like I was close to failing. Right. And it just, it came to a point where I'm like, you know, I can play the half, half game, you know, do part-time school and start a business or try to figure something out. But I know for a fact, that's my way of trying to keep it safe, trying to be comfortable. So I realized that if I'm going to do this, I have to commit all the way. It's either do or die. Mm -hmm. Either you know I make something of this and it works, or I messed up, I lost, and I you know take myself back home and start all over again. So uh, around second year, first semester, I called it quits. 
And uh, mind you, I did not tell any of my family members till about two years later. Uh, oh, wow. Which is literally like last, like, yeah, like six months ago. Uh, that's when I told <laughs> my entire family, like, yeah, uh, I'm not going to be graduating for certain circumstances. And they understood me. Um, and, you know, I told my mom straight up, the reason why I didn't tell you is because if I told you at the time, you would have flipped, you know, you would have flipped out. And that makes sense. I would understand. Yeah. She, you know, gave up everything for me to get an education. And now I want to give up on that education. That makes no sense. Right. And I know if I told her, oh, I want to start a business, it's not going to click on her head. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not going to make sense in her head. So to me, it was like, I'm going to keep it quiet. And, you know, I rather show you than tell you. You know, I rather sh- I rather show you than say, "Oh, mom, I'm going to take care of you." I rather pay the bills and then, you know, let the let my actions speak, right? So, it was definitely a tough call. Um, it was the scariest thing I ever did. Um, I freaked out. Sure, but you know, I had faith. I had faith that you know it it would work out at the end, and you know, thank God it did, because I really needed it to work out. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So how did you, because there, I'd imagine there, there's, there are a lot of people, I think that get, get to a point like that, all obviously all various and different circumstances, but I think a lot of people are either questioning going to school or for sure questioning which program they're in. Like, it doesn't mean that everyone has to leave, but like there, there is a big difference from, a, from a person just kind of pushing through and, and sticking it out and you, you come out of there after four years, just kind of a mess and, and not further ahead to someone like yourself that said, you know what, I'm going to actually hide this from my, my family and, and pursue something for, you know, various reasons. But like, how did you process that emotion or how did you actually make the, make the step and do it? So it was, uh, it was very funny. So th- this was my whole plan, right? So my plan was, okay, I'm out of school now. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to work a job. The job is going to replace the time I spend at school, right? So I wasn't going to stay at home and be a bum. No, that wasn't the case. Yeah, I had to make it look like I was going to school. And the way I did that was I got a job. I got a job. I got multiple jobs. Actually, I would work two jobs at a time, working like 16 hours a day sometimes. And I would have income coming in. And during my spare time, you always have spare time. No such thing as you don't have spare time. And during my spare time, I would try to Google some businesses. And the first business I tried, and uh, a lot of people are going to be like, boo for this, but I got into network marketing. Mind you, I have never heard of network sure. marketing before. I, I, I didn't even understand the concept. To me, it just it made sense. I'm like, whoa, everyone makes money? Hell yeah, let's do it. Like, You know what I mean? Uh, obviously I'm not in it no more. It did not work yeah. out. <laughs> I learned a lot. Just to make you feel better. I sold golf memberships for an afternoon. That's as, that's <laughs> as long as I lasted. I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> that's perfect. No, I mean like, you know, like, I guess I'm just a socialist in some senses. Like when they said everyone makes money, I'm like, okay, I'm down for this. I want everyone to make money. I want everyone to eat. Uh, didn't work out or didn't end out like that at all. Uh, but it taught me a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Definitely taught me a lot of business experience, like, you know, sales, presenting yourself, how to talk to people, um, you know, all that. And it exposed me to the world of entrepreneurship. So like through network marketing, I learned about Gary Vee. I learned about Dan Locke. I learned, learned about Tony Robbins. And I started listening to what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And Eric Thomas, Eric Thomas is my favorite. And I I saw what they were saying. And I love the fact that, you know, even at the position they're at, they still work like they have no more money. Like Gary Vee, I I wish I could hustle like Gary Vee. Gary Vee hustles like he has no dollar in his pocket, right? And that's kind of, you know, you get into that phase where you just consume so much content. It's Gary Vee videos every day. It's Ask Gary Vee. It's Tony Robbins podcast. And that's probably the most exciting part because that's when you start to believe like, oh my God, I can actually do it. And, you know, you have a good month of where you just consume, consume, consume. And, you know, I've seen two things happen like right after the stage, either people get stuck at consuming or people start executing. A lot of people, a majority get stuck at consuming. I I know guys that, you know, wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, same time I wanted to be an entrepreneur and they're still stuck on consuming content. It's, oh, what did Gary Vee say today? Oh, 
there's this new strategy that Tony Robbins, you know, his you know morning routine, he da 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 da, and that's really bad. Like that's that's like you want to get to a point. Like we were talking about this with uh, Swish and uh, Nick, where yeah. like I don't think any of us remember the last time we watched a Gary Vee video. Or like any type of video like that, for that matter, because we're just so busy executing, right? Yeah, no, you you, you get stuck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you have, and he's the first to say it, right? Like he he he'll, he says that over and over in his stuff is like, stop scrolling and stop reading my shit and go do something, right? Yeah, no, and that's that's what I love about him. Like he's so honest. Like he's like, I don't want to have a million subscribers because that means you guys are just watching my stuff and not executing, and that's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, that's one hundred percent correct. So where did that lead you, man? What, 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 how did you, uh, you told me a story, I wouldn't mind you sharing it with the, with the crew, but when you first got in, I think it was a, it was a Bitcoin, right? And you were just experimenting. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, uh, so like, like I said, during that ne- ne- network marketing phase, um, you know, Gary V exposed me to a lot of businesses like flipping, you know, selling stuff. Uh, marketing and all that. So I tried all of that during that time. And I'll be honest with you, none of it worked. I was so bad. Like I was so bad. Like I was so, so bad. Like I'm actually a terrible, terrible entrepreneur. Like all those, like, you know, when I hear stories about people, oh, when I was 16 years old, I used to sell sneakers and make $2,000 a week. I'm like, wow, I envy you because I was so bad. Like I was so terrible. Right. But I remember on the way to work one day, um, I had heard of the stock market. I'm like, you know what? It's time I play, you know, I, it's time I put some money in the stock market. And mind you, I'm in crazy debt. I have like overdraft on my account. Like nobody with debt should even plan or think of investing. Right? <laughs> like that's how uneducated I am. Like I was like, you know what? I think it's time I become a millionaire off the stock market. I can do it, right? I can do it. And then, you know, I searched for some stock ops on the app store and none would pop up. A lot of the ones that are available in America are not available in Canada, but this one app popped up called Coinbase. I'm like, mm, sounds interesting. Downloaded it, make, made an account, linked my debit card. And then it, it had two options. It had Bitcoin and this thing called Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And at the time I, I heard of Bitcoin, you know, I, I heard people used it to buy guns and stuff, but you know, I didn't think it was anything serious. So I'm like, eh, you know, it's whatever. I'll buy $20 of Bitcoin and I remember Ethereum at the time was $8. I'll buy one Ethereum. I bought it. And then I remember that's 28 bucks. And I didn't realize it was 28 USD. And, you know, we live in Canada. So that USD to Canadian conversion, that hurts. It hurts a lot, man. <laughs> Especially when you're working minimum wage, right? So I'm like, what? 30 something dollars. I'm like, I need my money back. So I tried to sell. And like, sorry, selling is not allowed to Canadians. And I'm like, wow, I just lost my money. Yeah. I'm like, this is great. This is, they, they finessed me. Like I just got jacked. So I was pretty mad. I deleted the app. I never wanted to look at it ever again. Come back. I think three months later, I got a new iPhone and I, you know, I got a new iPhone. So I had to restore, I had, I had a backup on my laptop from months ago. So I restored from backup. And would you look at that? That app was there. And I'm like, hmm, let me just check it out. So I logged back in the app. So my 30 something dollars turned to like 60 bucks. 60 something, 67, okay. right? And I'm like, holy crap. In two months, my money doubled. I love how we're talking about $33 or, or $67. It's, yeah, it's like that, that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, it was $33, something like that, that turned to 60 something. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, if I had put a thousand, and I'm thinking, I'm like, if I had put a hundred thousand, like, that's what I loved yeah. about myself. I would dream so obnoxious, obnoxiously big. Like, I was like, if I had put a hundred thousand, I didn't even have a thousand dollars. I don't think, like, during that time, I'll be honest with you, I don't even think I had five hundred dollars at once, ever, ever. Yeah, yeah. Three years, two years of hustling, I never had five hundred dollars all together at once, never. Wow. Yet. I was thinking of, oh, if I had made a $100,000 investment. See, my reality and my mental state were nowhere close. Sure. Nowhere close. Like I talked, I talked as if I was already there. And I, I think that helped me because that's when, like, I, I started kind of getting interested. I'm like, it doubled my money in three months? Like, no way. So I started doing research. And this is like mid-2017, right? So crypto is not that hot. Not, not a lot of people care about it. And 
And I started doing research. I started putting money here and there. And, you know, I was doing the wrong type of research. I was kind of looking at the tech side of things because I was a computer science, you know, dropout. I didn't really look at things from an investment standpoint till one of my friends got into it as well. And I remember my friend got into it and, you know, he started telling me about ICOs and how ICOs are like the IPOs of the, you know, crypto world and this, this, that. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Let's invest. And he's like, there's one problem. I'm like, what? We don't have any money. I'm like, ah, that's true. <laughs> Details. We don't have any money. I'm like, we don't have any money. That's true. So I remember we, we met at my house. I bought a whiteboard because uh, I got paid that day. Bought like a $20 whiteboard, put it on my wall. I felt so badass. And then we were brainstorming ideas how we can make money ASAP. And one of them was, it was during summertime. So we're like, okay, we're going to buy a cooler. We're going to go to Costco. We're going to buy 24 pack water. We're going to get a bag of ice fill that up and go like to like the SAC, like, you know, like Air Canada Center or somewhere where there's a lot of people and sell water for $2. And we're going to like, that's going to double our money. And then we're going to, and like, we were just being creative, right? Yeah. And then I remember one investment came up and he's like, yo, I think you should, we should really check this out. And I'm like, to be honest, bro, I don't know, man, like this crypto thing, you know, it, it is what it is. It's whatever. I don't know if we should do this. He's like, bro, just trust me. I'm like, okay. He's like, how much money you got? I'm like, I got a little bit. He's like, okay, send it to me. I sent him $70. Again, mind you, <laughs> I told him I had money, but all I had was $70. I remember when I sent him the $70, he's like, uh, that's it? Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I got money, bro. <laughs> and so I sent him $70. He made the investment for me. And then I think in 10 days or 15 days, that $70 turned to like 650 Oh, there it My is. life completely changed. That's 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 snap. That's where it all changed. That's when I realized, like, okay, this is it. This this is where it's at. I'm gonna put twenty thousand hours of research, and I'm not gonna sleep. This is where it's at. So now it became where I I started working more shifts. I literally I dropped everything. I left the network marketing company I was in. Like any small side hustle I was I was doing, I left. I had a quote-unquote marketing agency I was working on that I had no clients with and it was doing terrible. I left that. So it was literally work thousands of hours a day and put money into these investments. And in the meantime, research, just study. Like I'll be honest with you, like there was days like my mom, you know, thought I was on some sort of medication or drug because for three days straight, I would not sleep. Like three days straight. Mm-hmm. At one point, I was asking myself, "Am I high?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I'm just—I was just so excited, right? And that was around September, and in like four months, my entire entire life changed. But let me backpedal real quick. One thing that I really contribute to my happiness is during that time where I found crypto, I was—I also found God. Like I was—I was, you know, I was brought in an Orthodox family. You know, we went to church and all that, but I—I I really was forced to go, not more so willing to go. But, you know, it came to a point in my life where, you know, I started believing and I started having faith and I started praying. And I'm so big, you know this, I'm so big with prayer. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like not, not like not feeling like, you know, I owe the world anything. And, you know, really, I don't even know how to put this in words, but just really trusting who I believe in, like the God I believe in. Right. And that really changed my life. It brought peace into my life. It brought happiness to my life. And again, I know there's atheists out there and, you know, a lot of them usually get mad when I say this, but again, this, I'm speaking from my personal experience, right? And when I started praying a lot more, when I was, you know, when I, when I started reading the Bible more, when I started, you know, being around people who, you know, were believers as well, it's just my whole entire life changed. In four months, I made more money than I ever did my entire life. Yeah, but I think it's regardless of of someone's beliefs, it's it's spirituality in in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, yeah, mm-hmm. I again, exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter what you know, what what God it is or what it is. I mean, I think you have to have something, you know, that exactly. that you're that's guiding you or that you really truly believe in, and because at the end of the day, like to your point, and you talked a lot about it, it brought a lot of happiness and sounds like you know, just perspective and balance and, and just some foundational things. Um, but it, it, it's just a whole other realm, right? Like it's, it's hard not to, 
it's hard not to see the, the, the effects of this. Like, look, like what are the odds? You get a new phone, you restore the backup, and all of a sudden uh, there's the app again. You're back in like there's so many there's so many things that happen like that every day. Exactly. It's just not, oh, what a coincidence. Yeah. No, like I truly believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And you know, you definitely have to be guided by faith. Cause like I think the one thing that made the journey so hard for me was I had nothing to believe in. Like to me, it's just like I felt like everything was on my shoulders. That like, you know, like, oh, like I have to figure every single thing out. And that's the thing. That's what faith is. You might not even know where you're going, but just you just know you're going. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's so many things that have happened in my life. Like you said, how in the hell is it that I miraculously lost my phone? I never lose my phone. Like never. I had the same phone for like four years. I lost my phone. And it so happens that the backup I have was from the same day I downloaded that app. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like so many crazy things happen at once. And my entire life changed. Like financially, I started networking with the right people. I started traveling a bit more. Uh, I, I took my mom to her job so she could quit. I got my mom off welfare. You know, my brother, you know, I started, you know, my brother is very big with shoes, started buying him shoes. You know, I bought me a nice monitor, bought me a nice laptop. You know, I I went back home, saw some family like that. To me, that was it. Like, I'm like, wow, like, you know, all that pain and it was worth it. And, you know, when people ask me, like, you know, how did you do it? And I'll tell them, just trust your process. Cause like you're not gonna go through the same things I went through. I'm not gonna go through the same things you're going through. You're not gonna go through the same things Gary's going through. But everyone has a process that they need to trust. Everyone has a journey that they need to go through. I wish it was just as easy as leaping over the pain, leaping over the hard times, leaping over the rejections, losing the friends. Like it's not. I hate the people who make you know the entrepreneurship life glamorous. I, I mean, it's fun. Once you've made it, but that process is hard, especially when you're working on something great. Yeah. Like I think you and I both know it's not that hard to make a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand dollars. Cause you know, once you figure out how money works and the essence of money, and like if you desperately needed how to make it, fine, you you can do it. But building something great, building building something that can change lives, you know, like building something you could pass on to your children, that 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 hurts. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And it has to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's like it's like it's like it's it's like a slingshot. You know, the more you stretch back, the more it hurts, the harder you pull, the further your shot, the further your impact, right? So that's a great way to put it. it it's you know, and I wish, you know, I, I said this, I posted this on Facebook. It, it it doesn't make sense. Like when someone's hearing this and they're going through the struggle, to them it just seems cliche. Cause I remember when people said the same thing to me, listen, it's just, you know, you have to go through the hard times. You know, it's just you, great things are coming. This, this to me just sounded cliche. I'm like, bro, I'm in pain. Whatever you're saying is not going to change my situation. But once you get there, you realize that, you know, you were right. You know, I am going to go past it. I am going to be great. And I just had to go through it. And honestly, truly, when I meet entrepreneurs and their whole startup phase or like their whole business journey, if it's a smooth one, I'll be honest with you. I, I know for a fact that, you know, it's they're not building anything crazy or anything great. Anyone going through something like, for example, you and I were discussing what you're doing with your business right now. And yeah. it just it, it I just know by the end of it, it's going to be so big that you're not even going to be able to fathom the impact you've created. Right. Yeah. And oh, thank you. That's that's what I tell people. The, the the struggle you go through equates the greatness you're about to receive. It like it all. It's like you know, for every action, equal and opposite reaction. You know what I mean. So that's why I tell people. I know it's hard, but just gotta trust your process. At the end of the tunnel, there's light. There's always light. There's never there's never a tunnel that just continuously, continuously, continuously is dark. Never. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, that's what I try to tell people as much as I can. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And and thanks for the kind words on on this side. I I mean, you know, obviously, and I totally resonate with what you're saying. It's uh, and it is hard when you're when you're in the middle of it. You're you're right. I've kind of faced that, too. And and I actually pick certain podcasts and, and things to listen to strategically if I need a hit of inspiration or a hit of this or dose of reality like whatever it is um because i know my triggers right it, you know injected in but i think 
it, it all circles back. Like it goes right back to what you're talking about, faith or spirituality, like and, and, and a very strong why and purpose, which you talked about at the very beginning, right? With family and, mm-hmm. and it's all coming full circle. Like that's why, and anyone listening, I know it, it yes, it sounds cliche, but it, it actually, <laughs> it's because it's true. It actually works. It's true. It actually works. Yeah. That's, that's what gets you through it. I never used to get it. Like I honestly, cause I remember, but I remember all the painful nights. I remember all the rejections. I remember being laughed at when I walked into class and they're like, oh, Mr. Businessman, everyone started laughing. I remember all of those. And I remember, like, I forgot who it was. Like, I, one of, I forgot which entrepreneur it was, but they were doing an Instagram live and they responded to my thing. And they're like, you just got to trust your process. You just got to keep going. And I'm like, wow, what another, you know, cliche answer yeah. to <laughs> like, you know, but then like, I, I think about it now it's so true. I just had to keep going. I just like, if I'm, if I'm going to fall, like I, I read this quote and I'm, I'm going to claim it like it's mine. If you're going to fall anyway, fall forward, get up and then fall forward again. You're still going forward. Right. And there's going to come a time when you look back and you're going to be like, man, I did that. I made that. It happened. I made it happen. And it just feels so good. Like nobody, let's think of entrepreneurs right now. Let's think of an entrepreneur. I can't think of any names, but someone who inherited their wealth, someone who's a billionaire and inherited their wealth. And then let's look at a Mark Zuckerberg or like, I don't know, uh, a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Whose story is cooler? Whose story like has has a movie? Whose story is more impactful? Whose story is gonna you know change your 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 sad you know your sad mindset, your sad you know mentality to okay I can get obviously Steve Jobs one because he started from the dirt. He there's there's something about you know yeah. starting from the ground, going through all that pain, going through all that struggle. One, it makes you bulletproof, and two, not only are you are you an inspiration to other people, but no one will question. Your, your 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 greatness. No one will question how you got there. You know, f- rarely few people would have the heart to go up to Gary and be like, oh, it's because your dad's wine business and you made it. No, we all know Gary put in the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it seems like a lot of people, like I remember when I was going through it, it's like, I was like, man, I just wish my parents were rich so I can inherit all this money and I can make more of it. But then I realized I would have hated my life if it was all given to me. Mm-hmm. But just, it would have been so different. It would have been so different. I would have been a different person. I probably would not be on this podcast. I probably would be, you know, a very, like my character would be very different. Yeah. Like, you know, struggles build character. Like the most, like the greatest people, like, like the greatest people we look up to with like the amazing character are the ones who went through a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, crap, a lot of, a lot of struggles. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, at the end of the day, like you said, you have faith. You have a strong reason why you can't lose. Like you can't. I will bet my money on anybody who has a strong why and who 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 has strong faith, who prays, or you know, who who meditates, anything like that. You can't lose. It's a matter of when, not how. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? So true. So true. That's amazing. I feel all all jacked up, ready to go here. Uh, it's awesome. Man, I, you should you should be motivating me. You're the one changing the world right now. On the on the brink of changing the world, actually, as I should say. Uh, we're 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 doing our best, and um, honestly, it's through conversations like this, right? That I mean, that that this is everything. This is all. This is this is our our platform. So, you know, it, it's what what's the 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 most fun part about this whole experience you know going through all the ups and downs is just putting together a network of incredible people like yourself that you know you can call a chat you know if you need you know a question answered or whatever it is like like you guys are there and then at the same time broadcasting all of these insights and these practices and mindsets to the rest of the people um that are going through this as well right and all the circumstances are different, yeah. But it could be one part of this conversation, one question that you'll you'll leave me with that'll be in the app that makes a difference, right? And and that's at least on our side, that's what we're setting out to to do, so that people's minds are always falling forward to to put it in your words. So always. So with that being said, um, let, let's get to some of your questions. And, and actually, right before that, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, we, we talked a lot about your story. Like, how do you, how do you sit back and take it in and appreciate, you know, what, 
what has come your way. And I mean, and there's still struggles for sure. There's no, there's, I'm sure. Like, so how, like, what are some things or what are some practices on a daily or weekly basis that are non-negotiables in your life? I have to spend time with my family. I have to, I have to sit down with my mom, with my little brother. I don't know if it's watching TV or eating or just talking, but I have to spend time with my family. Cause one thing I started to realize once I started making money was I started making the excuse of, oh, I just, I need to make more money so, you know, I can buy us more time. This is that. And that's the biggest mistake I could ever make because I know for a fact, knock on wood, if anything were to happen to my mom or little brother, I'm done. Mm -hmm. No more entrepreneurship thing. I I don't need this. Like I said, like, I don't need, you know, thousands of dollars. Like, I don't need all the money. To me, it's to to make sure they don't have to worry about bills, to make sure if my brother wants to go in school, he doesn't have to worry about that, to make sure my mom never has to work a job lifting garbage bags or whatever, cleaning, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So every every single day, every single day, I don't care how busy I am, even if I'm on my computer I'm, and I'm with them, I have to be in their presence for an hour or two hours a day, family time. It's just, it just, it has to happen. Sure. That's, that's one of the things, right? I know a lot of people, they spend time alone. They meditate. For me, it's just family time, sharing some laughs, watching an episode, watching the news together. It just as long as I'm with them and they understand that I'm there for them and I know that they're there for me, that that's one of the biggest, and that's what pushes me, right? Because that's my why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If my family's not there, then I have no why. And if I have no why, I, I can't keep going. Why go through these hardships? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And what, um, so that's, that's stuff. Yeah. No, no, thank you. What are, um, as you know, with this podcast and, and, and in direct relation to, to where this is going to land, which is in, in our, um, daily reflection app, are there three questions that either circulate around in your life on a daily basis? And you don't have to be writing these out, but just that you're thinking about or during big life changing events that you'd like to, to leave with the audience. Yeah. Um, the first question is why? Simply why? Like even because, you know, like as as great you make me sound and, you know, I love you for it. Thank you so much. You know, I have my down days too. I have my days where I doubt. I have my days where I forget, like, why am I even doing this? Sure. And, you know, I have a, you know, this is a great practice. I definitely encourage people to do it. In my wallet, I have a little change pouch. And in the pouch, I have a, a letter to myself. And in the letter myself, it's it's what I read every time I'm having a down day or I'm having a down week or I'm just terribly sad. And it's just my reason why. Wow. I literally talk to myself as if someone else wrote it. I'll be like, hey, Mike, uh, you must be having a, you know, not so good day today. Listen, it's okay. You know, we've had worse days and we're going to have better days. But just remember, the reason why you're doing this is for mom and for Yafu. Yafu is my little brother. Mm. And- Whatever you're going through is nothing compared to the happiness you've been able to provide to them, the, the time you've been able to spend with them. Just remember, like something short and sweet like that I have on me all the time. That's probably one of the biggest questions I ask myself, like why? That's powerful. I'm, I'm glad that uh, slipped into this conversation. <laughs> That's a great, great thing. Yeah, I love that. That, that, that if, like, if you ask me what one word that helped you yeah. is why. No, but just that, just just that letter though. That that's that's powerful. Oh yeah, I, I have that on me. I have yeah. that on me. I actually they they actually taught that at the the network marketing company I was in. They called it a goal statement. And at first, again, I thought it was corny and cliche. But man, does you'd be surprised, especially through those days, because we all have those days. No entrepreneur is you know like untouchable. Even Superman has kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. And it just, it helps. I read it. And then I just, you know, I understand that, you know, for every up, there's a down and for every down, there's going to be an up and I'm going to push through because I have a solid why. And it's just a reminder why I got to keep going. Love it. And any other questions? The second question, uh, I'm trying to figure out how I, I, I put this in words, but is, uh, uh, maybe you could put it in words for me, but Every time I go through something, whether it be emotional or anything like that, uh, uh, it's something Gary Vee does. Uh, 
I imagine if I had lost a loved one. So I don't know how you could put this in a question, but yeah. th- this has helped me a lot. Let I'll give you a, an example. Um, so I started my whole entrepreneur, you know, journey, and you know, one of my well, we're not friends anymore, but one of my old friends would really, really make fun of me to, to, with other people. Like they, they, and every time people saw me, they would laugh, mm. right? And it just felt so shitty, and I just felt so miserable. And then I realized. If I had lost my mom and little bro, would I really be thinking about that? Yeah. Does it really matter? You know, like, like is whatever I'm going through right now really? Because 80% of the problems that, you know, young entrepreneurs, I'm talking to the young entrepreneurs here because a lot of like mature, older people are more mature. So they understand what real problems are, especially if they have kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's like, remember, I don't know if you remember what I said. I would never have a life coach that yeah. doesn't have kids. It yeah, just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> You, you haven't experienced life, yeah. right? So, if like to, especially to young entrepreneurs, it's like, does it really matter? Like, whatever problem that's bothering, that's boggling your mind, does it really matter? Because knock on wood, if your father passed, if your mother passed, or you know anybody you loved passed, would you be thinking about that? If you kept on thinking about it while that happened, then yes, it does matter. But ninety percent of the time, it doesn't, mm-hmm. and that makes me feel so much better knowing that. Oh, okay. This person laughed at me, but you know what? <laughs> my family's still great. I'm still alive. I still have a roof over my head. Because I think the biggest mistake up and coming entrepreneurs make is they look at what they don't have and they forget what they do yeah, have. So true. Like I, I, I think people tend to forget. You have a roof over your head. There is someone tonight that's going to be sleeping in a car. Yeah. Just think about that. There is someone tonight that's going to be sleeping in the car during the winter time when it's that cold. There is someone who got kicked out of the house or couldn't pay rent or got evicted and they're sleeping in their car. Yeah. They turn up the heater, battery dies. They can't even get it up tomorrow morning. They lose their job, whatever. There's so many, there's so, there's so much that people are going through out there that you don't even realize. Like I remember I used to, you know, I used to complain. I used to complain a lot about all the things I didn't have. And then I don't know why, but one night I just I started remembering some of the people I knew back home. And I remember their problems was, man, we don't have any water today. Like in the house, can't even shower. Yeah, we don't we haven't had power for three weeks. Perspective. Yeah. Could you imagine? Could you know what I mean? Like I remember the, was it a couple of Christmases ago? We had freezing rain and the power there was an outage for a day. People were storming no frills and metro. Like it yeah. was an apocalypse. Nobody <laughs> to buy water. Like people were freaking out. Like, oh my God. And I'm like, this is nothing to some people. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And like understanding that someone has it so much more worse than you. Like there was this picture I saw on Instagram. There was a, a guy on, you know, there was a guy walking, looking at the guy with a bike saying, man, I wish I had that bike. Then the guy on the bike was looking at the guy with the Honda Civic. And he's like, man, I wish I had a Honda Civic. And the guy with the Honda Civic was looking at the guy with the Porsche. And the and he was like, man, I wish I had that Porsche. Guy with the Porsche looked at someone flying in a helicopter. He's like, man, I wish I had that helicopter. But then there was someone on the balcony of a building looking at the person walking. He's like, I wish I had my legs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We tend to look, we tend to look at the person who has more in this when we, you know, when we when when you have to realize that, man, someone wishes what you have, brother. Yeah. sister like anybody listen someone had someone wants what you have like you're so like you should be so grateful and that's one thing i practice every day is immense gratitude yeah like what like and i think that could be a third question what do i have what am i grateful for and everyone has something to be grateful for if you have an iphone and you're listening to this podcast congratulations you are more fortunate than 80% of the world or 70% or however, however many percent of the people that don't have an iPhone. Yeah. No, no. It's so, it's so true. It's just simple stuff like that. And, you know, it might not seem like it matters because I remember there was a time when, you know, someone would tell me this, like, you'll write down what you're grateful for. I'm like, ah, I already know what I'm grateful for. You, you don't have to tell me. I don't have to remind myself, but it really matters. Take you three minutes out of your day. Just write what you're grateful for. Grateful to have my mom. Grateful to have my brother. I'm grateful for the fact that I live in a country where I can go to a Starbucks with my laptop out and create something great, change the world. You know what I mean? Like people really take the internet for granted. Like I went to I went to Bali, I went to uh, to Ethiopia. 
a lot of these places don't have internet as much as we do. And as a result, are limited to resources. You can literally learn anything on the internet. And it's something that, you know, I honestly am so grateful for. Yeah. Like, imagine if you didn't have the internet. Like, just imagine a day or two days without the internet. How would that slow your business down? How would that slow everything down? You know what I mean? So there's so much to be grateful for. So much. We can we can make this podcast three hours long, just listing the tiny things we could be grateful for. Yes. I want to give you one more. If you have 10 toes, like this is this is this is ridiculous. But do you know that you cannot walk properly without your toes? So imagine the fact that you have all of your toes is itself a blessing. Absolutely. It, it seems ridiculous. I've been laughed at for this. I promise you, my, my mom looked at me. She's like, you're crazy. But I'm so grateful I have my toes. <laughs> There's the podcast title. <laughs> but no, it, 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 it's so true. I mean, I think, I mean, the, the whole concept or principle behind it, I mean, uh, totally resonate with, obviously. And it's, it's just, it, it's not to diminish that. You know, it's not to say that we don't all have worries or we don't have problems or struggles, but just put them in perspective, right? Like they're there. Absolutely. You'll work through them. And, but don't forget, you know, don't forget what's in front of your face right now. The fact that we're able to have this conversation using crazy amount of technology here. And that this is going to be broadcast to to millions of people like that, that in itself is mind boggling, right? Something to be grateful. It is just, just think about it. The fact that I can open app and hear voices it might seem ridiculous, but just think about it. Like, you know what I mean? And like you said, I want to reiterate on the point. We all have problems. I have problems every single day. I have things that pop up every every single day. Business goes up, business goes down. Something goes up, something goes down. And same thing with you. We were just talking about this earlier. But we don't let those problems stop us. We we, we use our resources, our why, our gratitude, you know, our, our, our spirituality, our faith, and we combat those problems. We don't shy away from it. Problems will forever be there. It doesn't matter how successful we are. You will always have problems. You will always have issues. But when you have the ammo of immense gratitude, faith, you know your reason why, it just, it can't stop you. It can try, but it can't. You're, 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 like, you're, like, you're like a soldier with like full body armor. Yeah. You can't be stopped. You can't. And that's why I think, you know, entrepreneurs like Gary and stuff like that, they point that out. And, you know, they might seem like, to me, Gary just looks like an unbeatable monster. But I know for a fact he has his problems. I know for a fact he has his issues. He has the stress like you know, is the company run? You know, we all have that. Of course. When we're building something great, especially, it, ha- it has to be there. It almost has to be there. But the way you fight it is through this. Like you said, just asking yourself those questions. Love it. Well, I can't think of a better way to, to, to wrap this one up. Um, I, I, a, just like to thank you for your time and sharing your story. I appreciate it too, man. Just, you know, for even thinking I'm worthy of the podcast, I appreciate you, my man. No, I mean, it's, well, look, look at the conversation. It's just, um, you know, thanks for being so, so vulnerable and open and, and sharing, sharing the, you know, the detail on that, because that's, you know, that's, a, that's the stuff that counts. That's what, what a lot of people don't see, right? You see, you see the after effects of a lot of things. And mm-hmm. I have this kind of general rule that I've been noticing that we, we really don't hear about the companies or the successes or whatever it is in the news until probably almost like a five-year point. Mm-hmm. And, Until they're successful, they're making a billion dollars and everyone's riding a Porsche. Yeah. But no one gets to see the time where, you know, they were probably wearing the same clothes for two weeks and they had almost no money in their bank account. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? I, I wish we got to broadcast those. Yeah. And I wish, because no one wants to follow that. Everyone wants to see the, you know, the finished product. And that's why, you know, I, I tell people all the time, a lot of these people like, you know, you see who are successful, who are living the life. I'm telling you, if they're truly living the life they are, because a lot of people you and I both know are faking it, you know, yeah. that the car they're driving is rented, the clothes are not theirs, they're not making the money, they're they're faking the funk, but it's okay. We still love them, you know, that they're just they're just misguided, they're not doing the right thing. But the ones who really did, the ones who really made it and they're living the life and you know, traveling all the time, I just I wish we got to see 
man, those late nights, they were confused or they were starving or like, yeah. I, I just wish because it put things in perspective, right? Yeah, I want to see the first 12 months. That's what I, I want to see the first six months. Yeah, you know, that's where that's where the, that's where the shit happens. <laughs> that's where the mindset's built, right? Exactly. And that's why you have to go through the problems, right? It's, it's, it's literally, it's like, it's, it's, it's a hammer hitting a sword. It's structuring you. You know what I mean? Like you're not just going to put a big piece of marble onto the floor. You have to carve it, shape it, shine it. And that's the process, right? And then once it's done, you're this big, beautiful piece of marble that everyone just looks at and just admires. But that's because you went through the process. That's because you went through all the stuff that 99% of people aren't willing to go through. Yeah. And that's why everybody looks up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers to the journey and to the process. Uh, and again, to, to your time and being a part of, of, of our journey with Keo. Um, a huge thanks. And I appreciate it too. I feel like they'll probably be around too one day because we, uh, I feel like we can talk for, for, for a while. We have to. <laughs> we didn't even really get into crypto. We have to. No, they're, they're- which I love. <laughs> We did. Yeah, that's true. We didn't really even get to crypto. Well, I guess the next one, then that means we have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. One. Well, thanks again. And stay tuned for, um, for this one to release. I can't wait. I, I, again, I appreciate, you know, what you're doing. I appreciate you taking time out of the day. We actually had to reschedule again and, you know, you were so nice and we were scheduled. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And, you know, I just love what you're doing. And like I said, man, I'm supporting from afar, I'm rooting for you, and I just can't wait to see where this all goes three to five years from now. We're going to look back, and I'm going to be like, I told you so. Amazing. (laughs) Well, thank you.